Hello and welcome to the AF Mentors podcast. Today's episode is about one of, I think, the biggest things that trips people up or is like a false limiting belief. And that is the belief that you need a big following to have a big business. And I've been thinking about this recently and I actually think beyond a certain point, a bigger following is often negatively correlated to a big coaching business. And I wanna sort of emphasize their coaching business. Now, there are people with huge followings who create huge businesses, but when we're talking about a coaching business here, especially within like our UK-based fitness industry and a coaching business where you're actually coaching people and it's not an app and it's not just all outsourced, that's what I'm talking about, okay? So hear me out on this, because you might be thinking, well, surely a bigger following would lead to more clients. Maybe, but sometimes not. And through my observations, I would suggest not. And hopefully by the end of this, you'll probably see where I'm coming from. So having a large following or audience is useful because it means you have access to more people, right? Obvious statement, well done. But the time and effort and type of content that is often required to build a big audience can result in a, how do I put this bluntly, I guess, reduction in coaching quality. So there are numerous reasons for this. Number one, people only have so much time and energy. And anyone I know with a really large following is spending a ridiculous amount of time curating their content. And actually that that sounds really judgmental. It's not a ridiculous amount of time. If that's what you wanna do with your time, excellent. And if you want to be an influencer, excellent. But what you get to the point that you are spending way, way, way more time curating content than you are coaching. And I'm not saying that this is right or wrong, but you have to decide, do I want to be a coach or do I want to be an influencer? And if you're a coach, then absolutely, like there is a time and a place for social media. I've built my whole business off social media, businesses off social media, but coaching should come first or the product should come first, right? If you wanna spend all your time making the best content in the world, great, but maybe you should think about being an influencer or having a business model that just allows you to do what you do best, which is create content and maybe funnel it into someone else essentially running your business, right? Kind of, not dissimilar to maybe what James Smith does, right? Where he has a business partner who takes care of a lot of the business side or the back end side, and he does what he does best, which is create incredible content that attracts a huge audience. Number two, a large following often means lack of connection. So you don't need a big following, you need a connected and invested following who you have a on some level of relationship with, as opposed to people who only think that, hey, you're kind of entertaining or a bit funny or you're good looking or I want to know the drama that's going on in your life and they're not actually getting any coaching value from you the kind of content that you put out will dictate what you attract and I use this as an example all the time well all the time I think I've used it a couple of times but I once had a conversation with Dr Mike where he was complaining that his question boxes were always just full of people asking him about protein bars because he used to always do protein bars, bars, protein bars reviews. I don't know where that accent came from. It's took over, okay? I'm sorry about it, but I couldn't control it. Now, if you put it out, 
then you that's what you become known for, right? If I start doing protein bar reviews every single day, that's what people will know me for and thus that's what people will ask me about, right? Now, you can play the game a bit and I would recommend doing it. So if you notice that you looking like an absolute babe in the gym gets reach, then absolutely post about it, but mix it up with valuable content, right? Draw them in with what they want or what's like attractive or what does well on social media and then give them value and create relationships. But if people are following you solely for your opinion on protein bars or solely because they just think you look good in the gym, they are very unlikely to buy coaching from you because you have not given them value. And by the way, just a side note, because I don't want Mike to feel like I'm picking on him. This was Mike's content years and years ago. And Mike's content is amazing, but it's a useful example. And it also shows like learning and adapting. And I hope that most people can look back and be like, oh yeah, like my content used to be all about this. And now I've realized that it's much better to do it about this. Well, like it's part of the process of growing and learning. And before I move on from this point, I also wanted to point out that it's harder to create genuine connection with a bigger following, mainly because of people's assumption that if you have, say, more than, I don't know, 20,000 followers, you're probably using a bot or a VA or an appointment setter, which is the new thing. I'm not actually even sure what that is. Anyway, basically, it's the underlying belief that you won't respond or that you must be inundated with DMs because you've got so many followers, which, by the way, is barely ever true. Like I reply to every single DM I get and also manage to run numerous businesses. Like it's not, it's not hard and this is probably a whole topic for another day. But I think people should really think about the way that they're using VAs. If they're like, yeah, 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 connection, connection. I'll just get someone else to message people. Like I don't know why people aren't savvy enough to see there's a massive disconnect there. Anyway, point three. The type of content that does well on social media is often not the type of content that makes you think, oh, this person really understands me and they can help me with this big problem that I'm having, like my inability to lose fat or my relationship with food. Like, I really trust this person. They're coming across as knowledgeable and I respect them and they've got a bit of authority. Like, unfortunately, the kind of content that develops a good coaching relationship and kind of shows that you are knowledgeable and you you can solve the problem that somebody has doesn't go viral right it's not particularly clickbaity a lot of the time now and again maybe but generally not really so you have to bear that in mind as well which is why I think I did a post this week about how Instagram insights aren't that insightful because likely the posts that will do the best are the ones that are kind of personal or you smiling and being like, if I put up a photo on a Sunday smiling, being like, I've had the best weekend ever and I love my friends and I love my family and I love my life, right? People like that, which I love, right? Yay, it's nice to see other people being happy. But that probably get the most likes that I get all week. But it's also given the least value to other people. So have a think about when you're looking at your insights, don't just think, oh, that post is really well, I should do more like that. And think, what do my clients say when they come to me? And I made this point about this uh, body power a couple of years ago, maybe a long time ago. Body power has been done for a while. But anyway, I used to meet a lot of people at body power and none of them would come up to me and be like, 
remember that selfie you put up in September? That's why I started coaching with you and it's absolutely changed my life. It would be like, remember those, I don't know, 100 lives that you did and you were speaking to different people about relationship with food or about why diets fail or about empowering people or, you know, it will be some kind of value that I did that probably didn't get very many likes, probably didn't get much interaction, probably didn't technically do very well on Instagram Insights, but the ones that do well are rarely the the ones that are really helping people and the reason that people actually sign up. It's more likely the ones that you targeted at a specific person that you had in your head about a very specific problem that someone else resonated with. The reason that you should be doing, that your social media should be based on how can I get people to realise that I can help them with their problems? How can I get people to come onto my page and be like, this person understands me? And it ain't going to be from, quite honestly, like a gym workout or a selfie or, I don't know, can't think of anything else. But, you know, the kind of content that you will probably get the most likes on. So you have to let your ego go with that a little bit. But this last point may help you. So number four, having seen the back, back end sounds weird, but anyway, having seen like behind the scenes of many people, people's businesses now, not just from being like friends with these people in the fitness industry, but also now from having mentored over a hundred coaches now, more followers does not equal a bigger business or more money. In fact, there is a surprisingly small correlation and I cannot emphasize that enough. I know a lot of coaches with less than 2,000 followers, majority of them on AFM, making significantly more money than people who have 30,000 or 50,000 followers. And I've worked with coaches who have, or a specific coach who had over 200,000 followers and couldn't get more than 30 people on a group coaching program because he posts literally no useful content whatsoever and then refused to because the likes were so low right and it's an ego thing it's like oh well I don't want to post this and someone else sees that it's only got 200 likes and normally I get 5,000 likes on a post like who actually gives a flying I mean obviously people do right so what's the point in saying that but the point is if you are someone who wants to help a lot of people who wants to build a big business don't get too fixated on the numbers like the the reason behind that like is so much more important numbers mean nothing if there is no substance so why people follow you matters why people like your post matters why people save them that all matters if you want to be an influencer this is not the mentorship for you if you want to grow a coaching business help more people and make more money then head to afmentors.com you can book in a call with me there and I can help. And I will only sign you up if I think I can help. I spend the majority of these getting to know you type calls just listening rather than talking because I won't work with you if I don't think I can help you and I need to hear the position you're in and where you want to be and see if I can help you get there. I hope that this episode has taken the pressure off for people a little bit, re-following Like, it is important, right? You have to be speaking to someone, but it's not as important as what most people think. And comparing yourself to so-and-so who's gained 
20,000 followers but actually has no new clients isn't helpful. And that's not a made up stat. That actually happened and I was speaking to someone about that last week. And it's interesting because followers are, are kind of more about status than substance. It's like, it's similar to this quote from the book, The Psychology of Money, which I would recommend everybody reads because it's phenomenal. And the quote is something along the lines of, wealth is the Ferrari that you didn't buy. And by that, um, the author of the book means, if you've bought a, a Ferrari or you know any expensive car, all we know is that you have that much less money in the bank. We don't actually know how much money you have, right? Are you just buying that to show off? Like the more money that you spend trying to impress other people, the less money you have. That's all we know. When someone has a fancy Rolex watch, you're like, wow, you had enough disposable income to buy that or they're renting it, who knows? Like same with finance on cars, but whatever, you had that money, but we don't know what you have now, right? All that's really telling you is that you have been able to spend that amount of money not how much you have and like that's his whole point about like wealth is different than being rich and then I think where where that links to what I've been speaking about today is the more time you spend trying to pick up followers at any cost the less connection you have and usually the less business you have too so play the game attract people see what is working on social media but don't just do that Like if reels are doing well and you have to do some shitty voiceovers and whatever and you want to, I don't know, do some gym things because you know that they get good traction and good reach and absolutely do them. But that isn't why people are coming for coaching. So then you have to have other content that's like, okay, how do I get people to know that I understand their problems and that I can help them with their problems? Because that is the content that's going to mean that people sign up with you.